Amar Rava says Rava thirteen line Lamad Zion Amad Beis thirteen lines down. Amar Rava says Rava Hi Riata Lachakloi. Now Riata, we said Riata is another name for Chavitz, which we had before, and it's a pudding made of flour, honey, and oil. So we say like this: Hi Riata Lachakloi, the Riata of the villagers. Because the point is like this, Riata, whether you make it in the city or whether you make it in, in the towns, in, in the country, in, in the uh, villages, both had the same ingredients, i.e. flour and honey. But the amounts that you put in were different, as we shall see. So how Riata to Chakloi, this Riata of the villages, the country, the Machabe Kimcha, there the majority ingredient was flour. And therefore, because the majority ingredient was flour, they make My timer, what's the reason? The Smidot Ika, because the flour is the primary ingredient. In other words, the majority. Since the flour is the majority, you make a Mazanus. The Machuta, Regarding in the city, the Lomachimekimcha, where they don't add a lot of flour to it, but the main ingredient is the honey, why? Because the honey is the majority ingredient. Okay, so that was it. It all depends what the majority ingredient is. If it's a mazonis, you say mazonis. If it's the honey, you say shahakol. But then, the holder of Rava. Rava then reconsidered and changed his mind. And he said, whether the dough is the majority, whether the flour is the majority or the minority, you will still say Barimidimazinus. Why? Because this is a point that we had previously in the Gemara. The Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel both say, in any food that contains something of the Chamesh Zaminin, of the five species, that means even if the chamesh meaning the grain, is a minority ingredient, we say because the chashivas of the chamesh dogon make it the ik of the main ingredient, irrespective, even if it's less than uh, it's the minority ingredient. So even if you've got less flour than honey, nevertheless, Robert changed his mind and said you will make a mazanus as well. Okay, that's where we left it last week. So that, that, now let's carry on. Ola Rav Yosef, says Rav Yosef, Hai Chavitza. Now Chavitza is a cooked dish which is made with small pieces of bread. Okay, so the question is this. Hai Chavitza, what bracha do you make on this Chavitza? This is the Ispe Perurin Kazais. It's got pieces of bread and all the pieces of bread are a Kazais. I mean, the size of an olive. And even though it was cooked, nevertheless, but it's still considered bread, and you make a matzah lechem and oritz over it, and the side, and afterwards, you say, so that's as long as it is a kazayis. The less vaporary kazayis, but with regard to chavitza, which has got pieces of bread, as we said, it's a cooked dish. But it's got pieces of bread, and the pieces of bread are less than a kazayis, then it's not considered proper bread, but 
you make a mazanus and a mazanus rocha achmei shalosh, and afterwards you make an alamechia. Because the idea is that since these pieces of bread are less than the size of a kavayin, they're no longer considered bread, but they're treated like cooked grain. And cooked grain, you would make a very minimum on it. Okay. Amar Rav Yosef says, Rav Yosef, what is my source for this? In other words, where do I know that the pieces of bread must be an olive size, must be a kazai size, in order to make how much the and the olives are from. So he says, I'll tell you where I learned it from. The Tanya, we learned in a brighter. If one was standing and offering monochos in Yerushalayim, and that's Rashi says for the first time in many days, doesn't exactly specify how long, but you haven't made it for a very long time, then Omer one says, you make a bircha shechayonah, because you haven't done it for a long time. Now the point is that the Machlokas Rashi and Taistas as to who makes this bracha. Rashi says it's the Yisrael, because he gives it. It might be his mincha, he brings the mincha, but he gives it to the client to offer up. So it, but it's he, it is the owner, the Yisrael, who says the bracha. Taistas disagrees and says, no, it's actually the client who makes the bracha. But at any rate, that's only this Shekhiyonu point is only brought in as a sideline. It's the next part, which is the crux of the Gemara. The Tonon the Ochlon. Now here, it's talking about when the Kayan, because only the Kayan can eat it. When a Kayan takes the Monochas to eat them, then Mavarach Hamatzi Lechem in Oretz. He makes Hamatzi Lechem in Oretz. But Tony Allah. And the Mishnah says, with regard to these baked menachos, the chulon pulses in kazai. All of them, one's got to break up into pieces the size of a kazai. So what does that price to say? The, the, the point is like this. Menachos are literally, menachos is a flour offering. So some of the menachos are bought as actual flour. Others are bought after the flour is made into bread, either through, through baking in an oven, or you fry it on a flat pan or on a deep pan, known as a machabas, a machetras, etc. But the posset says, posset as a pitin. You've got to break it into pieces. So what he says here is when the, these monochas are broken into pieces, they're broken into pieces that they're still, the piece is still the size of a kazais. And what brocha does it say that Kaya makes? I'm actually so it's a proof that if you've got bread, which is a kazai, if you'll make hamotzelechem in oretz, if it's less than a kazai, if you won't make hamotzelechem min oretz. So this is what Rav Yosef says. This is where I get that this chavitza, which is a cooked dish made of small pieces of bread, so long as the pieces of bread are a kazai, to make hamotzi, if it's less, we make mazanas. I get it from the brisa regarding manochas. Okay. Amalei Abaya, so Abayah says, well, hang on a minute. I've got a kasha. Elemeata, according to this, the Tanazabe Rabbi Shmuel, the Oma Parchen Acha Machazir in the Sultan, according to Tanazabe Rabbi Shmuel, who says that you don't just break it, leaving it, leaving pieces of a kazai, but you've got to completely crush it until he returns it to the flower state. So you totally crush it. So it's obvious that all the pieces then are no longer a kazai. Because you can't crush it to get it back into flower state without it uh, 
uh, with it being with the pieces being more than the kavai. So are you saying Are you saying that quarter hundred bear of Shmuel, who says the sizes must be must be much smaller than the kazais because you've got to crush them till there's just flour left? Then according to what you're saying, since it's less than the kazais, you will not make a matzalechem and aretz on it. That's what you're saying. This is what Abai says to Rabbi And if you say yes, that is correct. According to Tanabeir of Rishmah, who who you've got to crush it till it's flour, and the pieces will be more, less than a kazai, you won't make a matzalechem and aretz. You can't say that, well, Tanya, because we learned in the Brayta as follows. Liket mikulon kazayis v'acholon. If you gathered from all of them, all of them means these broken pieces of monochas, and they're not, a, not pieces of a kazayis, but you put them all together and it's the size of a kazayis, then it's like this. Remember, they're all still broken pieces. They're all small pieces and they're less than a kazayis. But it's just that you put them together and then, therefore, you've got a kazais, but they're still broken pieces, and each piece is less than a kazais. He says, in chometzu, if it was chometz, and he ate it on Pesach, on the chorex, it's chayat chorex. V'im matzahu, if it was matzah, a person can fulfill his obligation to eat matzah on Pesach. Now, from the fact that you can fulfill your obligation to eat matzah on Pesach, with this collection of little bits, we can see that it must be considered bread. Because as we say, it's, it, these monochas, it's matzahs. The matzahs is also called bread because the posset calls it lechem, lechem oine, bread of affliction. It's known as bread. So if you can be yotzer and it's yotzer bread, then, it's, then it must be that these little bits and pieces are classified as bread. Right? And therefore, the bracha over the hammer and the bracha over them must be a mitzi when you when, when you have them, even though the pieces are less than a kazayis. Now, you might say that this particular brisa doesn't go according to Tanabe Rabbi Yishmael. That would be an easy answer. Yes, Tanabe Rabbi Yishmael says that you've got to squeeze it so it's crush it so hard that it's only flour. But who says this other brisa? Goes according to Rabbi Shmuel. And the answer to the first would say, no, it must go according to Rabbi Shmuel, because Rabbi Shmuel is the only one who said it's going to be crushed into pieces smaller than a kazais. And here it says, you gathered from all the little pieces the size of a kazais, but they're all still little pieces. So that can only go according to Rabbi Shmuel. And Rabbi Shmuel says, that you can be yotz and matzah. If you can be yotz and matzah, it must be classified as bread. Lechamayli. If it's classified as bread, you would say, I might say. So this throws a spanner into the works. This is the question of which a bias asks Rabbi Yosef. Because Rabbi Yosef says, only if it's a kazais or more, you would make a mighty. If it's less than a kazais, you, you wouldn't. And now our buyer brings his price up, to be Rabbi Shmuel, so according to Tanya Rishmada, it says you've got to squeeze it so tight that it's flour, you wouldn't make a mighty. But it's clear from the brighter that you would, even if you take these small pieces, they're still classified as bread, and you would say it make a mighty. So we've got a kasha and Rabbi Yosef. So Rabbi Yosef answers this is no. Really, 
under normal circumstances, if you've got a piece which is less than a kazayas, then there's no question about it. You would not, not make a mighty, you would make very minimum assignment. What are we talking here? What's the Brighton talking about? Because where you form the pieces into a new dough and you bake them and you produce a new matzo bread. So then, of course, you would make a matzalecha minimum orex. So again, so what we're saying is like this. Rabbi Yosef is correct. Any piece which is less than a kazayas, you don't make a I, in this bracer that we brought, he says, he does say Amaisi, so Rabbi Yosef says, no, that we're talking about a case here. Where we had is, we understood up to now that you take the little pieces and you gather, the, gather them together, and there might be a kazayas altogether, but they're still in little pieces. So now Rabbi Yosef says, no, we're talking about where you took all those little pieces and you form them into a dough. Once you form them into a dough and you rebake them and you produce a new mass of bread, then of course you would make a much lechem in a horex. So Rabbi Yosef is, is, is correct. So there's the Gemara answer question. Hang on a minute, not so quick. Be happy. If so, Raisa is talking about a case where the matzah bits were remade into a single matzah, a mesefer, look at the end of that brighter. The end of that brighter says like this, v'hu she'acholon v'chtei achidas pras. That when do we say it, you could be yotzer matzah for Pesach, is only provided that you eat them within a certain span of time that it takes, the achidas pras literally means half a loaf of bread, which is the equivalent of four, four volumes of eggs, and it's taken the halacha as anywhere between three and nine minutes. In other words, in order to be yotzer, you have to eat the kazais within between three and nine minutes. Because if you, if you have one piece, you eat one piece, and then you eat another piece 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, it's considered like two lots of eating. It's not one achila. So it says, If the price is talking about with somebody pulled them into a dough and then remade the pieces into one large matzah, why does it say he ate them? It should have been said that he ate it. Again, because what we're saying is like this. The Satan says, when do you say that these little pieces you can be yotzer achilas matzah with, that is only if you eat it b'chdei achilas pras. The lotion that is used that is provided that he ate them, them, plural, b'chdei achilas pras, within a short span of time. But if you're saying, Rabbi Yosef, you said we're talking about now where he took all these little pieces and he made a new dough out of it. So there's only one dough. So we should say, the wording should be, not that he ate them in a certain span of time, but he ate it because it's only one now. Where we thought it was all little crumbs, then he's talking about eating them. But now Rav Yosef says, no, all these crumbs were pushed together and made into a new dough. So you've only got one piece of dough. So it should say, that's 
provided you can be yet to the matzah, provided that you ate it, you ate it in the time of Kedayachilas Prat. But the Brazil doesn't say that it says Hashacholon that you ate then. There's much more clearly from there that you didn't make it into one new uh, dough. It's still in Acholon, it's plural, you ate them, meaning that you ate the little pieces. So therefore, Rabbi Yosef retracts and he says, You're right. And he gives another explanation. And he says, Hold on, my skin on. What are we dealing with here? The Bomelechem Godel. In other words, you had a matzah, but you didn't break the whole matzah. So the part, he only broke, say, three quarters of the matzah, for example. So the other quarter that is left, which is whole, is still a kazayas. So then the point is like this, the Bomelechem Godel. In other words, you have a small piece of bread that comes from a large bread. So the original matzah from which a small piece has been taken is at least a kazayas. So since this source bread is still classified as bread because it's more than a kazayas, the small pieces taken from it still are still considered bread. But otherwise, in a normal situation, less than a kazayas is not unlikely. So in other words, Rabbi Yosef has answered the question Rabbi Yosef has said, you're right, normally if anything is below a kazais, it will not be, you will not say amaiti on it. I hear the price that we say you do say amaiti on it. That's because the bread from which it was taken is still a kazais. And therefore, since that's a kazais and that's considered bread, the small pieces, even though they happen to be less than a kazais, but since they come from a larger bread, which is still a kazais, Therefore, they are considered bread. But under normal circumstances, if you just take small pieces of bread, which are less than a kazais, you would not say how much they Says the Gemara, my hubby Allah. What's the final outcome regarding it? In other words, do you say how much on this chavitza, on this cooked dish made of bread, where the pieces of bread are less than a kazais? What is the outcome? What's the final Allah? On Rav Sheshesh, says Rav Sheshesh, Hi Chavitza, regarding this case of Chavitza, Afal Gat and Lespe Perurin Kazayas, even though it does not contain pieces of bread the size of a Kazayas, Mavorech Allah Amatzalechem in the Oret, you still say Amatzalechem in the Oret. So it's clear that Rav Sheshit disagrees with what, what, with what Rav Yosef said. And because Rav Sheshit holds that Amatzal recited on the Chavitza, even though his pieces of bread are smaller than the kazais, because Rabbi Yosef says it's only for a kazais to say, I might see, but anything less, you don't say, you make a mazayas. But Rav Sheshesh says, no, even if he disagrees with Rabbi Yosef, and he says, even if it's less, you'll still say, I might see, I'm a robber, and robber sort of says, hey, there's another condition. But who did, when do you say a Berkhasa might say even on a piece of bread which is less than a Kazayis? But who did Ika Alei Teresa the Nahama? Provided it has the, the, the appearance of bread is still upon it. It has to look like bread. So in other words, and the Foshman explained like this, that if you've got more than a Kazayis, even if it's no longer recognizable as bread, you will still say a might say. But when they're small, you'll, when, unless they're the Kazai, you'll still make Hamaiti, but on condition that it's still got the appearance of bread. It looks like bread. So, um, I'll tell you what. All right, let's, yeah, let's carry on.
Okay. Now, chala, that's the portion that you take. When you have a dough, what dough or the chamesh is now dog on, you've got to take, if any, anyone, any one of your wives makes chala, if you've got a certain amount of flour that you put in, you've got to take the chala. In the olden day, time to base a migdash, that chala had to be given to the kayan. Now it's disposed of, either you burn it or you dispose of it. Um, but it's only, chala only applies to bread. Right? It doesn't apply to any of the other chameshas minutes of them. Only bread. Only if it's made, in, only if it's made into bread. So we say like this. Turuknin chadim b'chala. Turuknin, and tomorrow we'll explain what turuknin is. They are subject to chala. When Robin came from Israel to Bavel, he said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Turuknin paturim b'chalim. Turuknin are potah b'chala. Because he did not consider that they were like bread. Now, first of all, before we sort of discuss anything, we need to know what this trokonin is. My trokonin, what is trokonin? Omabayabai says kuva da'ara. It's another name for kuva da'ara, kuva made in the ground. So what Rashi explains is as follows. You make a hole in the base of the oven, and you have, you have flour and water, which is very liquidy, you pour into this hole in the base of the oven, and the mixture bakes as if it's in a pan. Because even though the batter, meaning the mixture of the flour and the water, are very loose, but it's contained by the walls of this hole of the oven until it turns into bread. That's what kuva da'ara is, that's what chuknin is. So now we can understand. It is true it's bread, because it cooks it, it holds it, the, the, the walls of this hole hold it, so it can be considered bread. That's why this one man's almost says, Yechayi chala. But another one said it's made in a very unorthodox manner. Normally you make it in an oven, normally you put it in an oven, right? You don't make it in a little hole in the oven and pour the liquid in. So it's made in an unusual way, and therefore it's, it's, he does not consider it, Rabbi Yochanan does not consider it bread, and therefore if it's not, Yechayi chala. Okay, let's just do one little bit more. For Omar Bay and Bay says Teresa for Turimilachala. Teresa is exempt from Chala. So we I remember we had a girl in our class called Terry Goodman, but her 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 real name was Teresa. I don't think there's any relation here to this. Teresa for Chala. Teresa is exempt from Chala. Here there doesn't seem to be any machlaikas. Before there was a question mark. Regarding this chocolate, whether you're potum and or not. But here, Abayah says, Teresa is potum and Right? It's not classified as true bread. Now, my Teresa, what is Teresa? So we have no less than three explanations as to what Teresa is. There are those who say Teresa is a scalded batter. What this means is, the same way that we said before, you take the uh, a, a liquid, you take the water and the flour, and there you put it into a hole in the oven, but here you put it directly onto the hot stove. And since it hasn't got anything to contain it, it spreads out on the hot stove, and it does not assume the form of bread. So that is one reason what chorizo is, and therefore since it doesn't form the appearance of bread, therefore there's no color. The next thing is the ikka to omra nama to hindika. And there are those who say that chorizo is Indian bread. Now, what is Indian bread? It, it, Rashi says it's dough which is baked on a spit 
while being smeared constantly with oil or raw eggs. That's Indian. I must confirm this with... Nan. Nan. Pardon? They call it Nan. N-A-N. N-A-N-A-N. N-A-A-N. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. The egg is omra lechama osiba kutach. And there are those who say Teresa is bread made for kutach. Now, what is kutach? Kutach is a dip. And it's made from sour milk, moldy bread crust, and salt. So the bread used for kutach was not made in the normal way, but it was baked in the sun rather than in an oven. And it was then broken up and put into this kutach. So we've got three different explanations as to what this Teresa is. Okay, so I think we'll stop there. Let me just go over the, the points that we've made just in the last few minutes. Uh, Robert said that riata, which we said is a, a pudding made of flour, honey, and oil of the, of the villagers, whose main ingredient is flour, one says Mazinus, but riata of the city, whose main ingredient is honey, one says Shahakal. And Robert then changed his mind and said, one says Mazinus on both village and city riata, because if the food contains one of the Hamashis Mirdogon, which wheat barley spells out and rye, it is always considered the main ingredient, even if it isn't a minority. Said so Rabbi Yosef, a cooked dish made with small pieces of bread. So long as the pieces are the size of a kazayat, one says, I might say, and if the pieces are smaller than a kazayat, one says, Mazanus and Alamechlo. And Rabbi Yosef explains where did he get that from? Where's the source of that? Because the Bryce says that regarding a mincha, you say shechayonu. And when the coin eats it, he says, I might say as the pieces are broken down to the size of a gazayat. So in other words, we see from there that it has to be a size of a gazayat in order to say, I might say. Abaya asked Yosef, and he says, according to the Tanabe Rabbi Shmuel, who says you have to crush the five binochas until they become flour, and therefore they would be less than a gazayat. Why should not make a mighty? And if you say that's correct, you, t- you actually do not make a mighty in this case. We've learned in another bracer that if you gather the small pieces that add up to a kazayat, it's high of kores if it was chomets, if you ate it on Pesach, or if it was matzah, you can fulfill your matzah obligation on Pesach. And therefore, they're considered bread. And if they're considered bread, you would say a mighty on them, even though they're less than a kazayat. So Yosef answers as the brighter is where he formed all the small pieces into a dough and baked them producing a matzah. And now that it's more than a kazais, you say I might see, but otherwise you wouldn't. If so, asked the Gemara, the end of that brighter said it's only considered chomet or matzah as long as he ate them, he said, in a certain amount of time. But if we're saying all the pieces are now being made into one big dough, it should say if you ate it. So Royalty gives a new answer and says we're talking about pieces smaller than a kazayat, but the original matzah from which the small pieces have been taken is still at a kazayat in size. I.e., it didn't break the whole bread, and what's left is still a kazayat. Under such circumstances, one says, I might say on the pieces, even if less than a kazayat, but otherwise less than a kazayat, you do not say, I might say. Then we say, what is the final outcome? Does one recite Amotzi on this chavitza, on this cooked dish made of small pieces of bread, but the pieces are less than a kazayat? Rav Sheshit says, yes, you do say Amotzi, even on pieces less than a kazayat. And Robert said, provided it has the appearance of bread. 
Then we had the last bit, we said Trotnin is subject to Chalav, well there's a, a machloik of whether Trotnin is subject to Chalav or not, is it bread or not? And what is Trotnin? Trotnin is Kuba Ara, it's flour and water which is put in a hole in the base of the oven, and even though the mixture of flour and water is very liquidy, it's held together by the walls of the hole and it becomes bread. So there's a machloik of whether that's considered bread or not, and then Chayav Chalav or not. And then Abaya said Teresa is potter for Chala, as it's not true bread. And what is Teresa? We had three different explanations of what Teresa is. Either it's a loose batter, meaning a mixture of flour and water poured onto a hot stove and it spreads out, unlike the Kuba Ara, which is contained in the hole. And therefore, it doesn't look like bread, that's not the shape of bread, it's not considered bread. The second one was Indian bread, which you call what, Nossam? What's the name? Nan. Nan. Yeah. Okay, trying to remember that. Uh, Indian bread, which is baked on a spit while it's being constantly smeared with oil or raw egg. That's uh, another uh, example, uh, another explanation of what Teresa is. And finally, it's bread made from kutach. And kutach, we said, is a dip made from sour milk, moldy bread crust and salt. And the bread was baked in the sun rather than in an oven and then was broken up and put into the kutach. But there, no one seems to have a machlokas. Abai said, Teresa is definitely potter from Chala. So whichever one this Teresa is, of all the three explanations, it's not considered bread and it's potter from Chala. Thank you very much.